Hi everybody and welcome back to the Crafty Crew podcast. It's episode two of season two and uh, our journey around the country continues with uh, Wexford and Wicklow. I'm Kinger and I'm joined as always by Mark. Hello. By Nally. Well. And by Walshy. Good afternoon. <laughs> I, I I feel disappointed by... I, I, I won't lie, Kinger. I forgot about that uh, after <laughs> you said that hello. I was like, shit, I didn't look up any... Hello. <laughs> I will panic. I will do better for next week. We we give him some time. Last season it took him time to yeah. ramp up, so he's just warming yeah. up the yeah, first yeah, couple yeah. episodes it's like, back. That's two, it's like two episodes left in the season and then I started going to was like Japan and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well as I said, we are we're continuing our county by county um rating of Beers and breweries. Uh, we are going to uh, Wexford with Yellow Bellies Red Noir, and then we're off to Wicklow for I think one of my fa- my most favourite named beers ever, Call of Juicy Black Hops by Wicklow Wolf. I think it's an incredible name. Um, so, uh, who's got a couple of facts for us about Wexford first? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll give you a few things for it. So, Yellow Belly, they started out in about 2015, so they did. And they've had a shit ton of beers. They've released, according to their website, over 300 different types of beer, which is ridiculous. Um, in such a short period of time, like, that's mental. They, the big one they have, though, their big seller is their Citra Pale Ale. I know Walshie's a huge fan of that one. Um, but Yellow Valley Citra Pale Ale is a massively award-winning beer. They've won awards in pretty much every time they've entered it in a competition. It's a huge one, so they is. Um, the other one that we have from there that we, I know the four of us are big fans of, maybe Mark hasn't had it too much, is their Castaway, which is their sour beer. So if anyone's listened to last season, <laughs> if anyone's listened to last season, we kind of got a few of the lads into sour beers, Kinger and Mark. And uh, that Yellow Belly Castaway is one of the best that's out there if anyone wants to try them. Is um, the and best. then after that, of course, we had Kinger's favourite beer of last year. Kinger's beer of the year for last year was by Yellow Belly as well. <laughs> Which is also one of the best, yeah. the Metal Beer Solid, which was amazing. Double IPA craziness. It was really good, though. Super drinkable. Um, not according to Walshy, but most people <laughs> thought it was super drinkable. The thing about <laughs> Yellow Belly that I, is class is they have this really cool art style. So they have this um, in-house designer. So they have Paul Reck is his name, and he creates individual um, like characters and stuff for each beer. So they... Not only does he do that, but they have comics. So if anyone goes onto their website, they have their own Yellow Belly comics oh. that you can read on their website, which are really good. So they are. It's all done in that art style as well. It's really cool. Uh, yeah. So the the, the one I leave, I, I won't talk about the can today because uh, we'll talk about that when we get there. But yeah, their their cans are really cool. They kind of have this um, steampunk yeah. kind of style um, as their main character. I think it's Jack or something is his name. But uh, yeah, very recognisable cans and uh, really good beers from. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the same character, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's it, it's either that or it's you know awful likeness and everything. So cool, uh, Walshy. Um, after your um, eye-opening uh, fact about Waterford last week, I'm I'm wondering what you're going to tell us about Wexford this week. I, I'm going to start off with this, and I don't know if you realised, but one of them facts from last week. I met up on the spot. No. So I'm going to keep... Yeah, I know. I know. Tell me about it. Wow. So I'm going to keep that tradition going. I'm going to have a legit one 
And then one I came up with by myself. I like it. And you try to figure out which one is which. Right? I like, okay. I like that. I like that for two reasons. Can I tell you why? I like that for two reasons. I like that it gives us a bit of a guessing game. And it also yeah. halves the amount of work you have to do. Because you have to find one fact. <laughs> yeah, but I also have to make up one. <laughs> well, Making up fair. one so- yeah, fair. sounds worse for Can be as hard, places. actually, yeah. If yeah. anything, that triples the amount of work for him. Fair, okay, fair. Very, very much so. Right. The name Wexford evolved from the Scandinavian name Weisford, that's how you pronounce it, which means an inlet of flat mud lands. You see, I think that There's no way true, I made that yeah. one up. <laughs> I think that the fact that he had a word in it he couldn't pronounce himself lends me to think <laughs> that he's reading that from somewhere. But in saying that, there's a lot of words I can't pronounce normally, so true. I could be messing with you. That's true. Do you know what Let's I mean? Let's see how, could be bluffing. So, could how, be bluffing, yeah. how big your evil genius is no. now. Yeah, I, I don't know I don't know if I'm going exactly. to go with Walshie's pulling a double bluff there. I'm going to go with people. Some people might know we record this over Discord, so I can see his face. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the perplexed look on his face as he tried to pronounce that word, yeah. going with, this is probably the true one. Walshie, can I... Can I ask you a question? Did you read that before you uh, read it out here for us? I tried <laughs> many times. No, I, t- I tried many times. Like, I'll spell it to you. I'll spell it out to you, and you can try W A E S F J O R D. Vice Fjord. Vice Fjord. Vice Fjord. Vice Fjord. Like like the Norwegian fjords. See, Scandinavian. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. Where uh, the Vikings might have had an influence, yeah. I'd say, somehow. <laughs> see, see, and this is where the double bluff come in, because I could have known that, but deliberately made it sound like I meant it. Okay, yeah, let's so, just move on. You, yeah. That's well, true. Yeah, You didn't okay. make double losses. Let's just move on from this. This is just ridiculous. Why do we have Mark. to debate this so long? It's clearly not true. Mark. Okay, let's move on. Um, okay, so Wicklow Wolf, um, it's a really well-established brewery now. They're, they're everywhere. Um, especially up my end of the country here in Dublin, they're in pretty much every off-license. Uh, it was set up in 2014 by two people, um, Simon Lynch, and now this is a great name, Quincy Fennelly. What a name. Oh, what a what name. A name. Uh, two craft beer enthusiasts. They had lived in California and stuff uh, for years, and so became used to, obviously, uh, the new wave of, of craft breweries that would have sprang up there in the 80s and 90s. And when they came to Ireland, there or came back to Ireland, they were like, "Let's uh, let's do some good home brews." Uh, they have um, several ranges. I'm sure people might be aware of them. I do have like this to pick with them, right? So they're called Wicklow Wolf, and they make two claims to why they're called Wicklow Wolf on their website. Obviously, they're in Wicklow, so duh, right? But they say um, it's called Wolf based on one the hops they grow. Are on their farm are um, humulus lupulus hops, which it comes from like lupine, the Latin form for the, the word wolf. So like that's one link. And the other is that they say the last uh, wild wolf in Ireland freely ranged across the Wicklow countryside. Now, when I looked into this, the last uh, known sighting of a wolf was in the 1750s. And it was actually in Carlow, the Carlow-Wexford border. So I think Wicklow here are trying to, you know, culturally appropriate some slightly more Western <laughs> Ireland um, history here. So that was my first kind of little niggle at them, right? And then this is separate to Wicklow Wolf, Wolf. So they're set up in Newtown, Mount Kennedy, which is one of the longest place names in the world. Um, 
you know, because it was like a new town beside Mount Kennedy or whatever. And I just find that pretentious, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> just come up with a simpler name, please. There was no need for that. You're just doing it to be a big, long, ignorant name, people. <sighs> you know, so come on, cop yourselves on. Um, on, on, a, on a positive note, and uh, one thing I'm a massive fan of, um, most people who know craft breweries will know some breweries like a theme with their names or their artwork or whatever. Uh, Wicklow Wolf don't have like a specific consistent theme with all of their names, but they do have with their series. So their core range is called the Alpha Pack. So a nice little wolf reference there. Um, any cool. of their limited editions are called the Endangered Species, which I think is cool as well. Uh, when they do, uh, they've started doing this in the last couple of years, they could do collaboration beers. And this is becoming more popular in general across the market. They call that their crossbreed series because they're <coughs> like crossbreeding their, their wolf with other uh, breweries. And then their kind of more newer one is their seasonal range, the Locavore Project. And a Locavore is an animal that eats locally sourced produce, which like a wolf would, because, you know, wolves aren't, you know, important beer from different countries. Um, and then anything that they've made previously, but maybe don't make anymore, they call them their extinct beers or their extinct range. So I just like how their name is, a, is an animal and all their series kind of follow the kind of animal, have or have an animal link to it, you know? I think yeah. it's just cool. I reckon um, that that Crossbeat series is far better than calling a beer a mongrel or a mutt. So that's a big, big, big shout out to them. Yeah, good choice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think what they should do is like after they've released it, see what the feedback is. And then they can have their Mutt series for the ones that don't do well. <laughs> yeah. And the Crossbreed yeah. series for the ones that do do well. Uh, Nally, you give my hat tip about Yellow Belly and uh, Metal Beer Solid being one of my favorite beers. But I, I am I remembering correctly that these uh, Wicklow Wolf have one of your favorites, uh, Apex Moors? Was, was that them? Oh, God, yeah. That was some good, good stout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great stuff. That was part of their endangered species run, so it was as well. So I'm hoping it doesn't go fully extinct. And yeah, we might get so a, now, unfortunately, it's extinct. Yeah, it might get a revival at some stage, man. Jurassic Park style. <laughs> <laughs> so these two, these two, these two breweries are like uh, coming in hot and heavy in terms of a few of us having favorite beers from them. So this should be a good episode. Like fingers crossed. Anyway. Yeah, I would say more so than last week where we had Metal Man and Blacks, right? Which are established breweries, but maybe us personally didn't have much invested in them. Yeah. This week, there is certainly a lot invested that these yeah. breweries have a lot, um, a high expectation to live up to today. Uh, but before we move on to the beers themselves, it's uh, highly important that we figure out whether Walshy is making up the fact about Wicklow. <clears throat> One thing before I do, and this might give Nally a bit of hope with Apex Moors, is I've noticed that a decent amount of breweries uh, recently, especially, they do rehash older brews and maybe just change it up a little bit so something to hold your hopes up against and also let me finish this before you okay, say so wait till you finish lying okay. before we call you on the line just, just, <laughs> fair enough yeah yeah exactly um yeah no this is a bit of a stretch <laughs> yeah Wicklow got its name because it is in the lower half of the country and the people who lived there loved wicker baskets. That's the most <laughs> bullshit thing I've ever heard in my life. Like. 
That was that was an effort and a half, though, Walshie. I'll give you that. Uh, do you know what? Do you know what? I actually, I really respect the effort. Like, it's it's a great effort. Do you? Yeah. You respect <laughs> yeah, that and effort. Look, I, and uh, the reason I'm saying that is because I have to do a Wicklow and Wexford accent later in the in the in the episode, and I'm not going to laugh at anyone's effort until I've done those. <laughs> I I mean, whatever whatever we say, you still got to think that's at least somewhat more believable than water was invented in Waterford. <laughs> <laughs> That's I think that would be yeah. the highlight of the season. I think water with the water Waterford. <laughs> we'll be getting on with our first beer of the episode. So uh, we're starting in Wexford with Yellow Belly, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, sure. Crack them open. So, so kind of said we're going to keep the artwork until we open the beer. So. This this can is class. I really like this can to start out. It's got that real Sin City vibe like you were talking about, Walshy. That kind of dark... Uh, I can't really describe it, but Sin City is the best way to describe it. I think it's a really cool can. What do you reckon, Mark? Yeah, yeah it, it's definitely... Sin City is obviously what they were going for, you'd imagine, with this. It's like almost everything... Do you remember those 3D glasses when you were a kid with the blue and red, the white paper ones and the little blue and red plastic? you ever like look just through the red plastic that's kind of the artwork style um and it's a guy with like how would you describe the dress kind of like steampunky yes yeah hip, steampunk hipster uh with a cool fedora <clears throat> yeah and um like a big yeah. motorbike wheel and like a motorbike engine behind them do you know um, what it is yeah. it, it took me ages to realize what that was it's one of those single wheel vehicles like so you oh, sit in the middle yeah. of it and the wheel goes around you Oh yeah, yeah. That was in yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so it's um, it's a dark red ale. We've had our red ales episode uh, season one. Uh, everybody, go back check that out if you haven't already. But um, yeah, it's really leaning into the dark here because red ale, you know, like a Smithix or whatever, has a nice. I would like to kind of think bright, happy color to it. This is yeah. um leading towards a stout almost how dark it is yeah 100% it's got that it, it definitely lives up to the name Red Noir is a great name for the beer as well Red Black like it's a great name yeah Um, it's it's a pretty pleasant smell it's not it's not overly powerful I know last time we talked about the Red Ales we said it was kind of musky or dank but this isn't really it's just kind of it's a little bit sweet not overly there's so, a sweetness a yeah it reminds me of some of those dessert stouts you can get <clears throat> do you get that a little bit off it maybe more, more the look of it though, not not from the smell. More the look of it. I, you, you, I, you hate stouts though, Kinger. So you don't know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, what would well, you know about it? <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely, it's it's definitely a bit sweeter than some of the red ales we've had, and uh, it's not overly carbonated. It's not super fizzy. It's just enough. There's just enough of it there. It's not super fizzy, but there's this bit there. Yeah, the the carbonation I think is just right. It leaves. You want a bit of, of flavour with your red ale. You don't want it to be just washed away because they do have those nice caramelly undertones to it. Um, and this, and maybe I'm going to have a read of the can now and see about the darkness to it. Is there some stout kind of adjuncts or something in here? But it's leaving a really sweet, satisfying taste behind caramelly flavour. Really enjoying the first few sips of this. Yeah, it's quality. It's, um, it's, it's kind of, you know... Craft beers can sometimes have a tendency to like, you know, um, either kick you in the mouth in terms of booziness or 
one particular flavor is way more than the other. This seems like it's it's really balanced. Um, it, and it does it 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 hangs around in your mouth an awful lot more than um I would want most beers to. But because the taste is so nice, I think that's fine. You know. Yeah, hundred percent, man. I think that, that this is a real uh, sipper. And I think the last time we talked about beers being a sipper was maybe with the double IPAs, yeah. and that was for uh, just because of how high the alcohol was in it. But um, this one just kind of <clears throat> just kind of sits there for a while after you've had it, in a really pleasant way. It's a little bit um, it's a little bit kind of fruity, but you know when we talk about fruity beers, usually we're talking about like citra IPAs or stuff like that. This is kind of more like berry kind of flavor as a fruit, you know, that kind of darker fruit rather than citrusy type of thing. Yeah, and it's only, again, it's only 4.5%, so red ales typically are lower in alcohol content, and that's even a little bit nudging the top end for a red ale. But, um, yeah, the smoothness, again, kind of reiterating the point, um, as you said, Kinger, that it's leaving the taste there, and that with some beers that can kind of be too much or overpowering, but because this is nice, and I think balanced was the best word used so far to describe it, it's really balanced. This feels like the kind of thing that won't really leave you hungover or or in too bad a way if you drank it for a night. Yeah. Uh, Walsh, has been pretty quiet. What's What are your thoughts so far? Yeah. Um, I, first, I was going to say is like when Nally was talking about your metal beer solid being your beer, that's your, the castaway is mine by far. So I have yellow belly on a bit of a pedestal just for that drink alone. This, no, I love this. Um, I do get the, the initial taste kind of has that dark nearly black ale slight stoutish taste but once it kind of dissipates into your mouth you kind of get that red ale and just that kind of smooth taste going down afterwards i th- i was probably a bit confused before i i opened the can for some reason i was think i was looking as red noir as more of an amber ale and i don't know why i, I thought that so i think the the dark red ale side of it was a bit of a surprise probably a, a pleasant surprise um but i mean I think Yellow Belly have yet to disappoint me in anything that they've done so far. So, you know. Yeah, just just a quick one. We're talking about this beer. But they, they had a great beer. Uh, it was called, uh, what was it? In a Galaxy Far, Far Away, which I had for um, May the 4th, Star Wars Day. It was a great beer. It was a barrel-aged barley wine, but I'd never had a barley wine, especially not a barrel-aged one, so not expecting, not knowing what to expect. And they knocked it out the park. I don't think... No more than yourself, Kinger. I haven't really found one from Yellow Belly that I haven't at least enjoyed, if not really liked. So I'm gonna I'm gonna swing us around back to a kind of a rating here because I think we're all enjoying this quite a lot. But um, I'm feeling I know where this is going. So are we all kind of ready with what we think we're gonna say for this? And I'll let Kinger give us our little rating system uh, plug. Yeah, so the much-loved and much-respected Crafty Crew podcast rating system uh, is, as always, one to five. So it's either um, unbeerable, booze. Booze. All she never joins in that part. (laughs) Middle of the road is just beer. Brutiful is next. And then uh, a five out of five for a top-class beer is unbeer-leavable. So, Mark, do you want to uh, start off the rating? Yeah, so I've drank definitely less Yellow Belly than you three. Um, still had some of their stuff, um, but this is a really, really delicious beer. It's um, very solid and very enjoyable. The very it's not subtle, but the balance, let's say, caramelly flavors um, go really well 
with the carbonation and the mouthfeel. And I would say this is a very strong, beautiful for me. Lovely. Nally has swamped it. So that's either one of two things. So let's see what he says about it. Yeah, so I'll tell you straight out the bat. This is unbeer. This is unbelievable for me. This is by far the best red I, I've had. It's my favourite red ale, so it is by far. I think they've absolutely smashed it on this. The balance that they have, that's a great word for it. The way to get the smoothness, it's not overly carbonated. It's its a really nice beer to just sip on as well. It, it pained me to get, you know, to drink it because I need more and I have no more and I'm devastated by that. <laughs> yeah, it's a great beer. Um, yeah, unbelievable for me. Top-notch beer, so it is. Um, I was in, I was kind of like, oh, do I go mark or do I go higher? Uh, I, I, I think I'll uh, lean with Nally on this. Um, I love the initial kind of dark itch initial taste and then it gets smooth and you can kind of get that red ale and I've really got into them red ales especially lately and even them black IPAs I don't know if that's the darkness flavor you're going for but like Mark and said and Ali that blend between the two is just spot on and yellow belly don't um don't disappoint for another one for me so uh unbelievable Oof. High rating so far. I, it's for me. It's 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 amazing, but I don't think it's quite up on metal beer solid for me. Just, but it's it's an absolutely cracking beer. It's brutal for me. Um, like can't fault it. And as usual, Yellow Belly are just like rocking it with whatever beer they they put out. So brutal for me. But I think that means we we rate up. Then do we? Yeah, up we go. So that's uh, always an unbelievable rating from the Crafty Crew podcast for Red Noir from Yellow Belly. Yup, Red in, Noir. Uh, Wexford. So brilliant stuff. Yeah. Um, and now it's it's the third entry into the Hall of Fame. Let's let's call it. Yeah. Um, so that's fantastic. fantastic. So for anyone who maybe didn't catch uh, it's, episode it's one, the of third season and a half two, entry. Apologies, third guys. And yeah, half. Third and a half. Third and a half. Three point five. <laughs> um, for season two. Um, Kinger normally gives a little roundup sentence for each beer with the writing, and he's going to do it now in this season with the the accent of that county. So Kinger is going to sign us off from Yellow Belly Red Noir here with his best Wexford accent. Let's go. And he looks traumatized. So the Crafty Crew podcast give Red Noir from Yellow Belly an unbelievable rating. <laughs> solid. I think that's sure, as good as it's going to get. As good as it's going to get. All right. Like uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think I can criticize it too much. <laughs> right, lads. Uh, I just thought of a really quick question. I was listening to someone on Spotify lately, and I got to thinking. Uh, I wanted to catch you off guard, so I haven't told you about this. What artist or band is your last played on Spotify, and what do you think? What beer do you think they drink? What craft Ooh. beer do you think they drink? So you got to give us a few seconds here okay. to, to check, yeah. I don't really listen to music on my own. I just listen to podcasts, so I am no good and I don't have any. Okay, so just, like, give us an answer in terms of, like, just the last song you heard on the radio or something that, like... There's, right, okay, there's there's two, um, like I said, my flatmate has them on the whole time. They're called, I don't know if you heard them. They're old fellas from England. They're rappers, Pete and Bass. And they're pretty much the ha- hard lads, like nearly football hooligans, nearly. But just straight up, Largers. Stella. They're pure Largers. St- Stellas, okay. yeah, that kind of stuff. You can Nothing just tell by the look at them. Like. 
Okay. No, no, they're just two cool granddads. So the last person I listened to is actually Macklemore, famous for being um, an alcoholic struggling with sobriety. So I don't think he'd, he'd drink anything. Uh, or else he'd be unbelievable crack, you know, one or the other, depending on what yeah. stage of life he got him at. But before that would have been the Arctic Monkeys, and I'd say those guys would drink liquid cocaine. <laughs> 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 or, or some alcoholic beverage with cocaine dissolved in it, I imagine. They seem uh, to me like they'd be like some type of a long neck, like like a Heineken or a, or a you know, like a Stella yeah. or a like Carlsberg or something. For, a wicked you know, yeah, or something. See, yeah, they're kind of half indie and then they're half like, you know. They're, they're kind of cool, aren't they? Scumbaggy. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. They're from Sheffield as well, it's so fine, working class uh, city. It's a fine line. It's hard to know. Yeah, so uh, the last band I had on Spotify was Thin Lizzy. So, I mean, I reckon. Oh, points. Guinness. Yeah, points of Guinness. Uh, I mean, if we have to pick a craft one, I'd say maybe O'Hara's Nitro Stout, but Guinness. <laughs> just heaps of it. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be I mean, some band to go drink it with. Some whiskey, it? maybe, but that's about it. Like, <laughs> well, hey, uh, zing, he gets in there. <laughs> uh, the last artist on my Spotify playlist was Papa Roach. I was reliving my angsty teenage um, emo days in the car <laughs> during the week. Uh, I don't know what beer they drink. Um, High PA. I- Maybe, maybe a high PA or maybe like a Sierra Nevada. I think they might be that kind of, you know, that that, that area, like California. Weren't, weren't they California? They're American. Heineken Coors Light. Zero that. <laughs> Bud Light or yeah. something. Bud yeah. Light or something. Yeah. Bud Light. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we are back on the road and we're heading from Wexford to Wicklow. And it's time for Wicklow Wolf's uh, Call of Juicy. Black hops. So I actually just looking this up earlier on. I didn't know they have a Call of Juicy, just a normal IPA, and then this is the Black Hops version. So um, th- I, does that happen a lot? Do, do, will, will, will breweries make a, a Black IPA version of a normal IPA? Would say. Yeah, I don't think it's something that happens too often. I think uh, they just hit the nail on the head with this one. They probably brewed the beer that was called Call of Juicy and went. By Jesus, lads, this is a great chance to just make a black IPA. Same thing, and just call it Black Hops. And absolutely <laughs> nail the name, like. <laughs> Nailed it. Like, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, okay, so, crack them open. I think we should mention, as we're cracking these open, uh, a nice little feature. There's always like a shadowy kind of outline of a wolf on all their cans. And yeah. this can, the silvery wolf, is in camouflage colours. It's deadly. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's like a camo from yes. the game, Call of Duty. Which has a special place in all of our hearts because it was a PlayStation Network chat party playing Call of Duty that the idea for this podcast was formed in. So, well done, Wicklow Wolf, and thanks for creating a beer to uh, immortalise that moment. I feel like I feel like this should be put into some kind of like Crafty Crew Hall of Fame for that reason. Well, if it's shit, it'll go into one Hall of Fame, and if it's great, it'll go into another. <laughs> <laughs> I do find it a little odd, and I know it says it on the can, but. It- Seeing that's a black IPA, and I know it says with citra, getting that strong citra it's, smell it's off weird, black IPA it? is a bit odd, isn't it? Yeah. And then one other thing I'm after realizing, because this is part of their endangered species, like Marcus Allerman, it's a uh, number eighteen. So obviously, the eighteenth of the endangered species, which is pretty cool to kind of tell. Let us know how many they've done. That is dark. Oh my god! You would almost say black, yeah. wouldn't you? 
bizarre. Almost. It's black IPA. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Turns out it's just I know, very, but like very, we've had very, black very, IPAs very, very that aren't like blue. Blue, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've had black IPAs that aren't like you know blacker than the black hole of Calcutta type job. Like it's this is like this <laughs> yeah. Is no, you're right. Black. I I apologize, Mister Mister Obvious. I'm sorry. I retract my statements. Well, okay. So just in terms of the color, right? So we're saying black IPA. It's brown. It looks like a. It looks like liquid chocolate in my glass. Anyway. Yeah, there's yeah, more of a kind of a brownery tint than it does black, right? Yeah, it's definitely kind of a bit more brown. Um, it's it's you can really get that uh, citrus smell from it straight away as well. It's a super hoppy smell. This Do you know what it this... reminds me of? Do you know when you have a like a New England or a hazy IPA or a, like citrus, right? How it has that juice, almost orange juice looks to it. And I think that's probably what's going on here, but we can't really see that because it's yeah. dark. Yeah. It's too dark to see the kind of swirling patterns of the liquid floating everywhere that you'd see in an orange or pale yellow one. But that's probably what's going on here. I get that with the mouthfeel too. Yeah, I think you're bang on there, Mark. I'd say that's exactly what it is. It's probably just that it's a hazy style IPA that's been made with those uh, darker malts, those roasted malts to give it that black color. But it's it's got that um, that protein around in it. That's probably what it is that's giving it that brown color, as opposed to you know a beer that's been filtered and is pure black. This for me is a bit of a mind fuck of a beer. Like it's, I've had my first taste right, and I'm expecting this to be like a like any other black IPA that we've had before. Kind of a little bit heavy, a little bit kind of bitter, but like obviously the citra elements in this are like. The juice is just exploding in it. Like it's it's amazing. This is gorgeous. Yeah, it really has that citra taste into it. So it does Kinger. It doesn't have that big kind of um, yeah. smokiness that you expect from kind of a stout and the no. malts that might be in it. It does have that big citra flavour. That big hop flavour is right there in front of you. Um yeah, it's really yeah. nice what it is, yeah. It um it it to go back to kind of Walsh's point earlier on about the citra overpowering it. If you were given this with a blindfold on, you wouldn't ever think this is a dark coloured beer. You no would be like New England IPA, Hazy IPA, Citra, it's a session maybe. Yeah. You know, you would not be nowhere near what this actually is. I think the only thing on it, Mark, that maybe catches you is at the end. So after you get the flavour at the start, the kind of end, the yeah. finish, is is kind of what you expect from that darker coloured beer. You know, I kind of I don't know, it's kind of lightly chocolatey or something like that just at the end. It's not, it, like, I agree with you, you probably wouldn't know if you were blindfolded, but it definitely does have that kick just at the end where you could tell. It's uh, it's 6.5% as well, which is like, I don't know, are black IPAs relatively high anyway? I suppose, Kinger, that's just, uh, you know, they're IPAs, so that 6.5% is still inside the IPA range, kind of. You know, so yeah. you can kind of get them anywhere. They're just IPAs, so... If they get too high, you'd class them as a double, a double black IPA, I guess, or something. <laughs> okay, okay, that sounds yeah. very interesting. Yeah, but um, I think it the hazy ones, especially the, with this much citra in it, the sweetness needs to be balanced by something, and the higher alcohol content gives it a bitterness there that you're not really tasting. But what it's doing is adding some balance to the beer, so you're not being overwhelmed by just the sweetness of the citrus flavors. Yeah. So um. 
I think you know. I think it it needs to be minimum probably six percent when you're dealing with Citra. Yeah. Um, I don't. St- I know we're all kind of having a bit of a mind fuck with this. I'm kind of having a second level of it where I'm like, I was expecting it to be a black IPA, and there's so little of a black IPA flavor here. The Citra's completely taken over that I don't know whether to kind of not criticize it, but certainly call it out. This really doesn't taste that much like what you're going to expect, you know? I think the second hop that's in there as well, they've used a good bit of a Zaka in there as well. So a Zaka is quite a strong hop. Um, it's kind of that stone fruit kind of flavor as well. So that's going to, you know, with that citrusy flavor, obviously from the Citra, you're going to get a really fruity flavor on the front of it. Um, and then, yeah, 100% I'd agree with you. It's, it is it is very fruity, kind of floral nearly. Um, and it's really strong in that category. Mm. It's it's only it's only really yeah. at the end where you get that kind of malty, dark, like coffee, chocolate kind of flavor. Does anyone else kind of file, find it quite physically heavy as well, like quite filling? A bit, like yeah. you wouldn't have a ton of these. No. But I wonder, is that the, the kind of black IPA part coming out? Because it is not like when we talked about last season that maybe a black IPA is a good um, gateway into maybe stouts. But it still has that heaviness. Maybe that's that side of it. Because I did get that a bit as well. See, in my experience with black IPAs, they tend not to be heavy. They tend to have the flavour without the heaviness. So, to me, I think it's the heaviness is there because of the citra and the kind of haze that we're not seeing. I think, as Natalie said, the protein's floating about. That's the heaviness that, that's coming from. It's not a creaminess. Like, it is a carbonated, fizzy, citrusy flavour. Mm. Almost soft drink-like, in, in a way. Um, delicious, yes, but I don't know. I kind of feel like this is betraying black IPAs a little bit. Uh, Walshie, I just wanted to ask you as well. I know you're a fan of collecting the labels of cans and stuff. I noticed that the label on this yes. is shaped like the mountains. Yeah, yeah. All their Wicklow wolves are usually all of them. Very cool. Of like sitting here, ready to go into the wall. I have a couple of their more recent sour ones to go up to the onto the wall. I'm just too lazy. The uh, here's here's another. Uh, but that's definitely here's one. another fact. Uh, a Walshy style fact. Did you know that Dublin people actually put up the Wicklow Mountains to keep Wicklow people in Wicklow? <laughs> but unfortunately, one Christmas when no one was looking, they extended the dart line out to through Greystones and Bray, and now they can get in. <laughs> First off, I'm calling. I'm calling shenanigans. <laughs> Also, they're pro- that's probably more believable than than, than my two facts. <laughs> I'm really I like. <clears throat> I don't wanna, I don't want to talk too much about this beer, but like I'm really uh, not on the fence or struggling with this. I'm con- I think I'm confused by it. It doesn't taste yeah. anything like I thought it was going to taste like. It doesn't taste like it looks. It definitely tastes like it's. That to me looks like one of those awful stouts that you and Walsh you put in front of me before, Nelly. Where it's like, if you know, uh, you uh, shut your face. It, it is. It, that's, awful, it looks like it looks stouts. like a, a god awful stout, but like it actually tastes unbelievably nice. Yeah, I get what you mean. I mean, you're a complete, you know, troglodyte for saying those stouts are awful, but that's your own fault. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is it is a, it does look like it though yeah i get what you mean it is a conflicting beer though like you, you look at it and you know the way it's a black ipa you you might expect a bit more carbonation or something or kind of that dark malt flavor you mm. might expect it to be a bit stronger but i think 
to quote what Kinger had from the Red Noir, I think they've kind of balanced this okay. I mean, the hops are a bit, maybe a bit heavy if you're not big into that kind of hoppy flavor. But, you know, most of us here are big IPA fans, so I don't think we're going to have much problem about the hop kind of flavor being at the front. I think that's that's okay. Like <laughs> One thing I'd like to point out, and I didn't realize this until like we kind of went to get our cans before we started. I knew it was a black IPA. But I didn't realise it was Citra. It had Citra in it as well, which got me even more excited. Because I do love my Citras. And in the last couple of months, I've really started to enjoy my black IPA. So it's a solid combination for me. Like I said, the Citra is definitely stronger than the black IPA. But as Nanny points out, you kind of get that, that bit of it at the end. That small bit of flavour. So it kind of blends into it. Not overly... Um, and I, I, I love it. I actually love it. My point of confusion with this, and I'm still struggling with this for what I would rate it, is it, do we disregard what it is and just go off taste? Because if you do yeah, that... I think so. Or do you take into account that it's about, it's a black IPA and that, in my opinion, it's pretty much failing at being a black IPA? Because apart from the colour, it's very little, like, overlap with what that... Uh, style should be but at the same time it's not te- it's not like it's a terrible beer it's gone in a different direction that's a positive direction so i think that's kind of where i'm still confused with this i think Ali, you maybe have you can enlighten me well, i think you have to rate it on taste alone i think but yeah i mean i'm, I'm just gonna say i think uh, i think mark usually I'd, I'd i'd like your point and i'd take it as a valid one and i do to a certain extent however i feel like you are on no grounds to make that point for you absolutely demolishing yes, Walshie. No, though. demolishing Walshie for making that exact point and saying that's how he rates beers yeah, depending on exactly. their style. And you completely <laughs> slated the lad. Like, completely. No, no, no. There's a slight difference, though. <laughs> oh, but I'm, what Nanny said, or what Walshie said was, at the time, he would rate each beer in its style. So if that was the best black IPA he'd had, even if it was the one hundred and fiftieth nicest beer he'd have, it would be the bet. It would be top grade because it's the best of that style. What I'm saying is, should marks be deducted from it, regardless of taste, okay, or enjoyment, or how good it is? Do you deduct marks for it not fitting the characteristics of the style that it is? I don't think so. Yeah, I'm just I'm just dealing with this but, in my head. Yeah. Okay, it'll all balance out because the rating system's infallible it's, it's anyway. Completely. I just raise it as a topic for discussion. I would like to throw something in there as well, Mark. You had called me out once or twice last season as well for this. We did have, and I can't remember the name specifically, we did have one or two beers last season that I did that, like you said, rated for what it was. So, like, uh, a stout, but tasted like a sour. I'm like, it's a good tasting beer, but it's not a stout at all, or it doesn't yeah, taste I, like a stout at all. And you had called me out on that. So I call you out pretty much everything. Here. So I think if we're yeah. looking at things where I'm coming we are not going to get very think, far. Okay, well, we've had a lot of discussion about how we should rate it. Uh, um, but I think we should just step into rating this beer right now and... Maybe Mark can go first. No, I'll go last. I'll go last. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll go oh, first. Oh, okay. Watch you go first. So, watch you go first. Um, it is, it's definitely more Citra, but there, yeah. you can still get it. If you know it is a black IPA, you can still get that, even at the end. So, it's still there, whereas in some beers we've had, there's been nothing. 
It's another example of so, Wicklow people, okay, claiming things that aren't their own. Oh, okay? here we go. That wolf, we that go. wolf was from Wexford and Carlow. It wasn't from Wicklow, okay? <laughs> Bray is your city or town. We don't want it, okay? Keep it, keep everything set with a Sally Gap and we'll be happy. Right, what's you go on? <laughs> it's okay. Before I get cut off again by Mark, I'm going to, uh, unbelievable for me. No explanation. He's I just throwing it out there. Nah, no, love it, love it. <laughs> yeah, um, Not yeah, me. I'll jump in there. I, I like this beer. This is a nice beer. I, hundred percent. It's got that really nice citrus flavor. It's quite hoppy. The six and a half percent helps it. It cuts through. It doesn't have that kick that you're expecting from a black IPA with the kind of chocolatey coffee kind of flavors. They're not really there until the end. Um, I like it. But it is just beer for me. It's not, you know, I've had better black IPAs that I really prefer over it um, a lot more. So it's a just beer. But I mean, it's edging towards Brutiful, but it is just beer still for me. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is Brutiful for me. I Like this for me is if all black IPAs tasted like this, I think I drink a lot more of them. Um, like I would I would say that's what a black IPA should try and be is like that flavor, but a darker color. Like that's what I that's, you know. I know that won't be a very popular uh, opinion, but um, just, just get a citra. I love the bang of citra. I love, <laughs> but okay. I know what you're saying, but like I also want to try other styles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the beauty of a black IPA is that it's its own style where it takes body and um, consistency of IPA, and it takes flavor of stout, and it smashes them together in this beautiful concoction of two styles to make a third. And generally, if you're just going to drink black IPAs that taste exactly like hazy Citra IPAs, then all that's different is the color. And, and, like and Citra IPAs vary in color anyway. No, so just I, drink no, a Citra. No, I think I think I think I think it works in the sense that you get the really nice, happy, um, full-on flavor at the start, and then at the end you get the little, just a little hint of bitterness, like a tiny hint of it. Where I think a lot of black IPAs go for that that bitterness to be kind of very forward heavy and that that for me isn't um isn't all that pleasant so i'm saying beautiful that's my that's 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 my rating yeah no that's fair just just a quick thing at the end king the, i get what you're saying that some black ipas they do try and kind of nearly force that um coffee kind of chocolate flavor on you so i get what you're saying if they if they had some of them that were a bit more yeah. subtle it might work a bit better but just for me, in my, in my opinion, I think I, think, I so. think that this is is nearly too subtle for a black IPA. It's it's it it it's it's not okay. it's not kicking as much as it should at the end. But you know, I you know, I mean, okay. we'll see where it lands because the Crafty Crew podcast rating system is infallible. Yeah, and I think kind of for some of the reasons you said there, Nally. For me, it's it's a very nice beer, uh, but like it's not for me. It's not excellent. Okay, it's a just beer. Um, it's it's really nice, tasty. I'd be with Nally that it's you know almost pushing higher, but um, I think the name is so good, and a lot of the time with these beers, when the name is incredible, you get drawn in, you buy it, and you're absolutely completely let down because they've just packaged a shit beer with a fucking fantastic name or a pop culture reference to sell it. This case, it it's I- definitely a delicious beer that I would buy again. Mm. So I. You mean just gonna say you mean like metal bear salad? Oh no no no! <laughs> Most of them. I mean like um, Larkin's gingerbread brown oh, IPA, not like gum drop. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
that's what I mean. Despicable. Um, so what I give them is like a for a can design and name, top marks. But for actual beer, it's it's a just beer from me. Okay, so that's two just beers, uh, a brutal and an unbelievable. Brutal. King, are you tell us all about your Wickla now? Your Wickla accent and tell us how good this is. Uh, so I feel like I can get away with one here because Bray and Greystones are very dubs. <laughs> so I might just they're not. Like, they're not at all. No, nah, they are. Not they at are. all. <laughs> that's Gray, all put Gray, on. That's Greystones. all pretended. No, Greystones. That's, that's all put yeah. on. That's all pretend. They get sent to language school to get rid of their <laughs> <laughs> Finish it. Finishing school. <laughs> it's, it's just that the language skills are in Bray and Greystones, so there's like an area of effect to them. <laughs> all I'll say for that then is... Um, Call of Juicy Black Hops gets a beautiful rating from the Crafty Crew podcast. It, that's <laughs> terrible. That, that's it's Darryl brutal. Darrow Breen's from Wicklow. You should have just brutal. gone Darrow Breen. Yeah. Okay. I made I made my decision, and that's where I went with it. <laughs> this, he's going to lie with that. <laughs> uh, just before I ask you this, lads, uh, Mark, do you want to give us a little update on our socials? Yeah. So, guys, we're everywhere you listen to your podcast. So, you know. SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, Anchor, um, iTunes. Uh, we're on YouTube as well. And find us on Facebook everywhere we are. It's Craft Crew Podcast. Um, and if you'd like to email us a question or, you know, if you want to give us free beer and you want to get in touch, it's uh, craftycrewpodcast at gmail.com as well. Can I just, um, sorry, Kinger, before I interrupt your, your little yeah. question, I'd just like to float something. Um, it's great, always great when you guys comment and stuff on posts and we love it. Um, and we, we try to get back to everybody as quick as we can. Uh, we had a, a post there, uh, a comment mono, on our post. Mono, mono can go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're going to say? So we had a, what's, what's his name again? Mono. Um, my Facebook won't load on my phone. No, his Kevin, actual Facebook. Kevin, Kevin. Kevin. So we had a, a lovely post comment oh, from yeah. our, uh, longtime fan, Kevin, asking, can we make a uh, Kinger try rose cider again? So, um, we, we may have a special episode or, or a slightly different episode in two weeks. Uh, details to be announced ne- on next week's episode. But um, I think we can we can do our very best to make Kinger um, or maybe Walshy try Rosé Cider. We'll see what happens. Yeah, so we responded and said, not a fair of it. We were all, we're all still traumatized by that drink. And then we were called out on being soft. So we responded again and saying, if it's Kinger, if we're making Kinger drink it, that's fine, a hundred percent. Yeah, we'll just take a quick but vote only here. Kinger. We'll just take a quick vote. So, um, quick vote. Sure has. Yeah, yeah, yes or no for Kinger drinking rose cider? Uh, Kinger. No. Okay, uh, I'll say yes. So that's one one. While she. Uh, that's a tough one. I'll go with a yes. Okay, and Nally, over to you. Oh God, deciding vote, Kinger. I got you, man. Don't you worry. I got you. You are having all of that rose inside. That's a yes for me. Yes. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say no, Nally, because I was going to say, oh, it's a draw, and we always was... round up, so that's a yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I mean, I will absolutely drink a can or a bottle of rose cider so long as Walshy does as well. I'm throwing that caveat in there. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Mark, we'll take a vote on that. Uh, just Wait, the two of us take yeah, a vote I'll, on I'll that. Take a, I'll take a vote on that. Yeah. So I'll just, I'll, I'll just do it quickly. It. It's a, so it's a no from the two of them, a yes from me and Ali. And as always, we round up. So it's a yes. <laughs> That's it. Done. <laughs> Lads, very, Can very... Can we put a pin in it? 
<laughs> lads, very, very quickly, uh, who would be your uh, ultimate dream guest on the Crafty Crew podcast? It's Eamon Dunphy, boys. The one you need on your podcast. Uh, so oh, as the lads yeah. get back into oh, the massive bargain at the end of the episode, uh, all soon is off. So next week it's Kildare and Carlo. Um, but until then, it's a goodbye from Nally, goodbye from Walshie, goodbye from Mark, and from myself, Kinger. 63 years, baby.